This is an ABC podcast. Take that, mozzies. I'm getting eaten alive by mozzies right now. And they're really going for me. You know what, though? I'm trying to leave a little greener, so maybe I shouldn't pull out this spray. I don't know if it's the most earth-friendly way to get rid of the bloodsuckers. There must be a greener way to tackle pests of all kinds. Well, let's start here. In the bush, I'm with Uncle Mark Flanders. He's a good Maggie man, and he's going to show us how to deal with the creepy crawlies without damaging the environment. Get a go, Mark. Yeah, get a go, Fiona. How are we all? I'm Fee Poole, and I'm learning to live a little greener. This is Little Green Pod. You spent a lot of time on country, so look, I think nobody knows this more than you. How do you keep mozzies away? If you get stung by anything in the bush environment, just look for a plant called bracken fern. It's everywhere. Get the sap out of the bracken fern, out of the stem, and put that on your sting. It'll alleviate it instantly. Mm, so much what does bracken fern look like? My main stem with um, lots of these little small leaves that come off it there. It's a very common one. Mm. Your raspberry plants, you know, you crush the leaf up. It's very aromatic, and that helps repel them also. But um, another very common one too is your tea tree. Just get the tea tree bark, leaves, and burn it, and that will repel the mozzies also. Another one that I like using also is your paper bark, your melaleuca. Just burn the leaves of that. Another very common used plant, which was um, used commercially, and that's your sandalwood. The smell of that just burning the timber is just a beautiful aromatic smell. It's often used for incense and creating a smoke and the smoke those mozzies away. And a great one that we used to use down the old place, burn dry cow dung. Oh, really? Smoke. They don't like smoke. You know, it just keeps them all away too. Yeah. Does that smell? Not really. It's pretty dry. It's not too bad. It's only dung. Actually, there's so many. Oh, there's so many. I couldn't believe more. I went into this and looking, trying to scratch my head and go into my archives, do a bit of research. I realised, wow, there is a lot of different remedies that vary from um, Aboriginal country to country all over Australia. And my people knew this is our bush, you know, this is our hospital where all of our medicines are. We've been here for thousands and thousands of years and we're still here. We must have used the right remedies. Uncle Mark had the goods when it came to mozzies in the bush. But I also want to know how to keep pests out of the house. I've got a bit of an ant problem in the kitchen. And the veggie patch keeps getting decimated by caterpillars. But I know just who to call. Does the name Jackie French ring a bell? She wrote the beloved Kids Wombat picture book series. But she's also an ecologist who's written guides to natural pest control. You mentioned ants, ants yes. in the kitchen. Yes. Now you can use either peppermint oil or peppermint essence as long as it smells very, very strongly of peppermint. And just wipe the whole area with peppermint and do it every two days. And after about two weeks, the ants will have decided that yours is not a desirable residence. Let's hang out in the house a bit more. What about dust mites? What do you do about those? Uh, if you've got skin cells, if you've got hair, and if you've got humans, and if you've got pets, you are probably going to have dust mites. And so it's basically soap and water, bung it in the washing machine, stick it out in the sunlight, and let it dry, and do that often. The National Asthma Council of Australia recommends washing bedding and soft toys weekly in hot water at more than 55 degrees Celsius to kill the mites and wash away the allergen they produce. So you asthmatics out there, start doing it. Do you have asthma? Yes, I um, do get a little bit asthmatic, so I better start um, washing my bed and um, I don't play with soft toys in bed, though. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> what about moths? 
in the pantry and the wardrobe? Uh, Locks in the pantry are really completely easy. Make yourself some um, fritters for dinner. It doesn't matter what it is, as long as it's got breadcrumbs or panko or something like that on it. So fry it in good olive oil, and what you're going to be left with is um, oil with lovely browned breadcrumbs or panko or something like that in the bottom of it. Put that in an old teacup in the cupboard. They're going to fry down to the crumbs. They're going to get trapped in the oil. They're going to sink down to the bottom, and more are going to be trapped. But if you think you might have those little wigglies, you can put them in the freezer to kill them in the packet. In the cupboard is a lot more difficult. First of all, put them in a bag and put them in the freezer for a week if you think they've been infected. Your clothes? Your clothes, yep, freeze them. Won't do any harm whatsoever to the clothes. And then instead of putting your woolies in a cupboard, put them in a sealed container and then put a label on the sealed container. So I've got all of my clothes, summer cardigans labelled, winter cardigans labelled, grotty cardigans to wear on farm labelled, but they're all in sealed containers and they only get unsealed when I'm going to wear them. Oh, you are organised. But remember as well, silverfish are also going to eat your clothes. So that's another reason for um, putting them in sealed containers. With a silverfish, however, we do have a lot of books, which meant for a while we probably had the biggest and fattest silverfish in Australia. But what you can do is you buy barachic acid and put it at the back of your bookcases, right at the back of the bookcase, or right at the back of your shelves, because that's where the silverfish are going to scuttle. Pesticides can contaminate soil, water and vegetation. As well as killing pests and weeds, casualties can include birds, fish, beneficial insects and plants. Oh, that makes me cranky. Does that make you cranky? It does, yeah. I think we should be going as natural as possible there without all these harmful chemicals that we use. Listen to the birds now. They're going off. I don't think there's any pesticides here. That's why. They're happy. What about rats and mice? We use live traps. That's either a 44-gallon drum, if you've got access to a 44-gallon drum. Otherwise, actually just go and buy a very large container that a rat or a mouse can't get out of. Now, if you think you've only got one, put it somewhere on a bench, balance um, a ruler, and then just put some food, tie something like fruit nut chocolate onto one end. The rat or the mouse is actually going to get onto the ruler, race across to get the food and fall into the drum. You can then put the lid on and find somewhere to relocate them. Yeah. Uh, so fruit and nut chocolate, better than cheese? It is, yes. Surprisingly, mice aren't terribly fond of cheese, so they'll eat it if there's nothing else. Otherwise, actually peanut butter mixed with a bit of jam. But look, fruit, fruit and nut chocolate is the easiest because it's very easy to wire it on or even duct tape it on. Okay, spiders. Now, I strangely really love spiders. I'm into them. I think they're great. But there is a spider which annoys me a bit just because it's so messy, which is the daddy long legs. It just seems to always create so much web. What can we do about that? Well, remember that they do eat redback spiders and a whole lot of other pests. So if you can tolerate them, do. The easiest way to get rid of a spider is putting a glass over it, then a sheet of paper over the glass and take it outside. But for those who are absolutely terrified of spiders, get a hairdryer. Put your hairdryer on strong and heat and then herd your spider out of doors and it will stay outside. 
Let's head out into the garden. What can I do about caterpillars? You feel like making pie pots this weekend? Yeah, I love it. Save a bit of the pie pot batter, dilute it with water and spray it on the caterpillars. If you don't feel like making pie pots, then make glue spray. Now, glue spray is just white flour mixed with boiling water and then add as much cold water as needed to make it sprayable and then strain it because no matter how much you stir, you're going to have lumps. So you're going to be left with a rather gluggy, white-looking spray. And spray this flour and water mix over any pest. Now, it works for caterpillars, it works for scale, it works for stink bugs. Now, it will look completely, absolutely ugly. It will dry, but the glue spray is going to stick the pests to the plant. It's going to suffocate them. And then the next day, hose off the pest and the spray, and you won't have a pest and you won't have any of the ugly-looking spray left. The team at Gardening Australia, they recommend using coffee to kill slugs and snails. Just add 10 parts of water to one part of espresso coffee, not instant, and spray over surfaces where slugs and snail might crawl. Pretty good, eh? The other thing you can do is ask your friendly hairdresser for the leftover hair. Well, if you're a snail with a very, very, very sensitive lower part of your anatomy, you're going to hate hair. So just having a mulch around the seedlings of finely cut hair is going to deter them. What about birds and bats? Plant decoy crops. The decoy that we have got all through winter, which saves our, our oranges, several oranges, mandarins, tangelos, etc., are calamondins. So buy calamondins, and because the birds can pick them up in one claw, because they can fly off with them, because they're always incredibly sour, they won't attack any of your other crops until they have eaten the last calamondin. Good idea. Uh, Finally, do you have a special eco-friendly DIY recipe or concoction that is just your favourite? It's Easter eggs. I hate Easter eggs. So a Easter egg spray. Um, Take the foil off the Easter egg, put it in a bucket of water, squish it around until it dissolves and spray that instead of glue spray. Once again, it actually suffocates the pests. But in the garden... Plant flowers, so always have a lot of flowers blooming in your garden for the birds, for the bees, and for all the adult forms of the beasties, which will do most of your pest control. What I've got here, just pick this bracken plant here, and what I do, I crush the stem now, because I've got a couple of little bozzies biting us here in this rainforest environment, and I think they followed us in, Fiona. So what I do is just crush that stem, I'm going to put that on that sting now, and ah, that relieves it. Very nice. Hmm. Hey, so it worked. The Easter egg spray killed the caterpillar. Sorry, little buddy, but at least it was a sweet way to die. And the peppermint oil? That's totally keeping the ants away. And Uncle Mark's sandalwood solution is doing the trick as a mozzie deterrent. So many little green ways to tackle creepy crawlies. For other little green tricks and tips, search for Little Green Pod on ABC Listen. It's free or you'll find it wherever you get your podcasts. Little Green Pod is an ABC Audio Studios and ABC Regional and Local production. It's presented by me, Fee Poole. It's produced by Samantha Turnbull. Audio engineer is Simon Branthwaite. And executive producers are Liz Keane and Rachel Fountain. 